Dun, 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 dun. Welcome to the Healthy Conscience Podcast, where a healthy conscience helps you be health conscious. My name is Lynn Lee, and I'm a registered dietitian. My name is Vince Horiuchi, and I'm your co-host. Wow, that was really awesome. This time you just kind of went in there. Oh. Usually you have like a little bit of a hesitation. I really like that one, Vince. Oh, I didn't want to cut you off, but today I did. Hey, I wanted you to do that. Like those cars on the freeway right now. <laughs> they be cutting me off like I'm um, like last call. What? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of a... Um, they cutting you off like an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say, but I didn't... Um, anyways, so welcome back to an episode of the Healthy Conscience Podcast while we are in quarantine. Vince Horiuchi, what have you been up to? Uh, same as last week. Same as the week before, uh, cooking, gardening. Um, the other day, grow yet? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got a tomato. An actual tomato. Yep. How come I haven't seen it? I've only seen the flower. Don't take care of the garden. <sighs> You're busy working, taking care of people, Oops. not taking care of our garden. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Like. But uh, well, we got like two little baby tomatoes. Yay! Like like a like size of a dime. I'm so excited. I mean, not a dime, like a nickel or a quarter. I'm so excited! But today I cut off a bunch of the um bottom the suckers. Yeah, we were supposed to like cut it and then try to like plant those. Some oh. people do that. You could do. Yeah, there's more. All right, let's cut the suckers. It, it started growing a lot. So there's actually like on the uh. Maybe it's because we didn't cut it early on. Mm-hmm. There's actually like a lot of like big growth coming from the bottom. Ooh. See, which is fine. Early on, early on, I said, ooh, should we cut it now? Which was like last week. Oh. Yeah. And you were like, uh, no, let's let it grow a little bit more. Well, from last week to this week, it grew a lot. Yeah. And if we cut it last week, it would have just sucked up. It would have just grew upwards instead of getting suckered out. To or to would the- it have to like recover? in this growth period so it wouldn't have grown i don't know i don't we'll know never pl- know i don't know how plants actually work so i can't see i mean you keep them alive more than i do i just so know you water okay. them and make sure they got good soil and they grow okay okay even in bad soil they'll still grow okay your produce might not as taste as good though really yeah is this true yeah see i don't know this i mean i'm i'm assuming it's just like it makes sense it gets good nutrients. It gets good produce. Yeah. Gets crap soil, crap produce. But you still have an end product. Yeah. Maybe less if, of them. What if for, let's say, a period of time, it just didn't get like, like let's say we actually went on our vacation and a, we didn't. A what? Can you let me finish my statement? <laughs> let's just say that we actually went on a vacation uh-huh. and then it, for a period of time, it didn't get the proper nutrition. It still got water, but then we get back and we give it back the nutrition that it was missing during these few weeks. Uh, okay. Will it still grow good? Oh, so like a stunted growth? Yeah, briefly, but it'll still grow, right? Theoretically, yeah. All right, so this leads me into what I wanted to talk about today. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So um, it's a little bit about just people, 
not people, but I've also noticed a lot of, okay, yes, I've noticed a lot of people saying, oh my God, I'm not doing, I'm not following my diet. I'm not eating the right thing. This is going to reverse everything I've ever done right now. (laughs) I'm like, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay right now. I think that's what I feel like a lot of people are thinking too much about a lot of things. Yes. They're thinking too much like, oh, I've been like, like building up for this project, but now I can't work on it. So, uh, you know, I'm going downhill. Like my, and, and it could be like a project. Some people, it's their business, mm-hmm. uh, which is very unfortunate. It's okay. I They're, hope your business makes it through. Lately, I've had patients or parents of patients who are like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. But lately, I haven't been able to feed Johnny B what um I should be. And I'm just like, what are you, what do you mean? Like, it's okay. What's going on? Um, all, I've been giving him a lot of top ramen and da, 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 da. I'm like, well, is that what you're able to find? They're like, yeah, that's it. There's nothing else in the stores. I'm like, that's fine. You know, like, it's okay that you're not feeding Johnny B the same way that you normally do. His name is John B. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just made up a name. Did he come in and be like, hey, pretty girl. <laughs> <laughs> no. His name know. is really John B, though? No, oh. that's a HIPAA violation. I'm not going to say someone's <laughs> name on here. Well, you just disclosed the, this R&B singer's name. <laughs> hey, so he has that out in public. That's his problem, not mine. Oh. But he's not my patient, so I don't know. Oh. Or is he? I don't know. He just oh. needs someone to love. <laughs> Anyways, so this mom or these moms that I've been talking to are fixated on like, oh, okay, I haven't been able to feed X, Y, and Z. And literally, I'm like, do what you can. Yeah. As long as you're feeding your child right now. Mm-hmm. Do what you can to survive. Yeah. That's what's important feed the child what you can. I'm not expecting you to, I mean, in general, I don't expect anything from a patient. I don't expect them to follow a perfect regimen in any way, shape or form. I want them to do what they can in the best that they can with any circumstance. When you say this, are you referring to strictly like patients in the hospital or the general public? Um, well, the patients that I've been talking to is because it's like patients that I follow up on frequently. And that so have like a condition. They have a condition. And so it's like um, specifically they have like diabetes or whatnot. I tell mom, you know, focus on giving them the best nutrition that you can mm-hmm. with what you have. But whatever you do, so long as you're counting your carbs correctly and giving the correct amount of insulin. Mm. So... That's kind of where we're at, where this mom was freaking out to talk to me because she's like, oh, I haven't been doing good. I haven't been feeding him well. And I'm like, but you're feeding him and you're giving him insulin, right? She's like, yeah. I'm like, the next time you go grocery shopping, if you can find some produce, buy it. If it's frozen, buy it. If it's canned, buy it. Whatever you can. Don't fixate on having to feed him this amazing meal every single day if you can't find those freaking food items right now yeah everyone buying everything you know what's crazy hmm. is um the other day uh my friend went to costco yeah and um the whole like meat section uh-huh. was gone still oh it's been like that i don't know i okay so like at the beginning people were panic buying so everything was gone and then like 
I was it Costco or Walmart? Somebody posted about it where um, literally he was an employee. He would put stuff out, and then within minutes, it was gone. Like the meat and meat, stuff? yeah. So it's crazy. See, I, I would think like I mean, even at like when we went to the the Asian store, like the whole like packaged meat section, it's mm-hmm. it's pretty cleared out. But I feel like the deli and stuff has yeah. tons of stuff. Yeah. So it well, wasn't like they're out. It's just the stuff that they package mm-hmm. nicely. They probably package it, and we usually go at nighttime when nobody's really there and all the meat is gone. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, there's still meat, though. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I think it just depends on where you go, and then what's going on depends on how impacted that um, city is, how many grocery stores are available around that area. I really don't know. So, but you know what this, I think this is a perfect time to do hmm. is, um, have a garden. I wasn't going to say that, but yeah, shout out to my garden, <laughs> <laughs> our garden. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but I was going to say like, get creative with cooking. Yes. Get because, creative with cooking. Like some, like usually like everyone has their like, uh, fallback meal. Mm-hmm. That's like simple, easy. They made it a thousand times. They can make it easy. But now that thing isn't at the grocery store right now. So you mm-hmm. got to. Step outside your comfort zone. Either that thing's not at the grocery store right now or we don't have that ingredient in the house and it's literally one thing and let's not go out to get it. Yeah. Kind of like we made dandan noodles earlier and we didn't have meat, but we used tofu instead. Yeah. And we've never made dandan noodles before, but whatever, let's do it. And it was really good. And it was really good. And then we didn't have like the pickled mustard that they usually use, but we had like pickled daikon. Yeah. Is it daikon? But then it, that pickled daikon tastes a specific way. It tastes like um this one Vietnamese pickled thing called gukyu, and I don't know how to describe it. Uh, but it reminds me of the pickled, pickled mustard. So I was like, how about we use this, mix it with that, and it'll be kind of like dandan noodles. Yeah. Dandan yan. And it worked. It worked. It was so good. And that was just us kind of hmm, work with what we got. I think we've been, I feel like a lot of the food we've been eating recently, it's like, I mean, not all of it has been like something we've never made before, but a lot of it has been. And a lot of it's just like, what can we make out of yeah. this? Because like one random day we were we had something and I was like, well, what can we make? Oh, oh, we have everything. We can make tea leaf salad. Random. Yeah. So, okay, threw everything together. And it's just kind of like looking at what you have and working with it. You know what? I feel like the best food, the food that I've always like been drawn to ha. is food that has been created out of struggle. Yes. Like when you look at like where how this dish came to be, it was like came out of a struggle. Mm-hmm. So I feel like now I'm like being creative with the struggle. So what's fun is that lately Vince has been cooking a lot. And then before he used to cook a lot and he would like, like be very very meticulous about things and then i kind of kept telling him like try to cook with your instincts try to cook with like a flavor profile in mind and then start building towards it Mm -hmm. instead of like doing x y and z and don't get too crazy if you have (laughs) one flavor profile think of that flavor profile and try because i get crazy (laughs) oh my gosh because when you said all that in my head i'm like cook with your heart <laughs> and then i'm just like this is part of my heart <laughs> oh my gosh put your heart away <laughs> um, and then you come over and like this isn't right <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm sorry, but uh, I I don't know what to say. And then I'm like, I'm so offended. I cooked it with my heart. <laughs> I think so. There's this. There are certain foods and certain meals that I hold very near and dear to my heart, and it's nothing special, but it reminds me of home. So there's like recently Vince made um, like water spinach. Water spinach? Uh, it's the ramung. Oh. I think that's what it's called. Oh, English, really? Water spinach. Um, but I told him specifically, just cut it up and I'll come home and prepare it. This fool cut it up. This fool. He's <laughs> sorry. Cut it up and cooked it. And I was like, this isn't right. Oh my god, I can't even be mad at him. But I am because this doesn't make me feel like home. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but um I told him. And uh it's so today I really wanted to talk about something like comfort and food. Finding comfort in food is okay. A lot of people kind of think that no, that's so bad because you'll build a bad relationship with food and blah blah blah. That's mm-hmm. bad, bad, bad. Now that in itself is a bad relationship with food. Yeah. Because honestly, it's okay to lean on food as a comfort because food is a lot of the basis of growing up. It's your culture. For some people, it's their identity. For others, it's like just moments in life. Yeah, I feel like, like, do you know, do you know, like reasons why people have bad relationships with food? Yes, there's a lot. Because like I've recently, like, I mean, I, I, not until like. Can I just say one thing? Yeah. Diet culture. Diet culture as in, oh, like in general? Yes. Because I didn't really notice it diet like people having bad relationships with food till like you tell it talking about it and Mm -hmm. whatnot but so many people have such a bad relationship with food like when i talk to parents so recently i had a really young child um diagnosed with type 1 diabetes and mom comes to me and she's extremely overwhelmed and she doesn't know what to do and she's like pretty much like in like she's very shooken up And she's like, I don't know what to do. Um, So ever since we went home, X, Y, and Z, I've been doing this. I've been hiding food. And I'm like, you can't hide food from your child. Because hiding food means that's now forbidden. And then that child's going to kind of be like curious about it. Be like, what is Uh... that? And it's just like that curious, my natural human instinct to be like, well, you're saying it's a no-no. So that's what I'm, I'm, it's a go-go for me. Uh... And then... She pointed out herself. She's like, oh, my gosh, I noticed that now my child will like before didn't even care about this food item, but now would like hide and eat it in a corner. (laughs) (laughs) You're giggling. But I was just like, I'm giggling because that's me. (laughs) Because our parents didn't let us eat candy. So, Uh you know, (laughs) (laughs) oh, my God, my parents didn't let us like they restricted like candy soda so like like we didn't have soda till like i i want to say we're like eight or nine years old Uh at like a grandparents house or like a cousin's house and we were just like what is this fizzy godly juice (laughs) and and like but we that was the only time so we look forward to going to our like our cousin's house to 
drink yeah. soda. Like my sister has told me about that where um, she taught at a school where parents had a lot of, it was a more affluent school. So uh-huh. parents had a lot of <clears throat> dietary restrictions for their kids. And this one kid has never tried like soda or anything like that. And somebody in the class brought like Martinelli's uh, sparkling cider or apple cider. Uh-huh. And she like wanted some. And looked at her mom and was like, mom, can I? And then mom was like, sure, why not? And this kid went ham. Like she like, drank the whole bottle. She just started swigging. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's where it stems. Mm. Like bad relationships with food stems from like control over food. So who has control over food? But you know the candy thing you said? Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyways, we, we weren't able to eat candy. Uh-huh. So on Halloween, <laughs> we would like we would like we'd have hella candy like uh-huh. we would hit up the neighborhood but then my parents would usually like hide the bag yeah somewhere so like okay you could only eat like one candy a day or like yeah. certain times we would hide we 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 would um we would, there was a bunch of junk under our bed uh-huh. right like old magazines like all this like boxes so what we'd do is we'd make the boxes we push it to the edges uh-huh. of the under the bed so that there was this like little like like fort under the bed uh-huh. so we would uh throw all the candy under there <laughs> and then we would go under the bed we'd move one of the box or actually we would like oh go we go from the side and we'd go under the bed and then we'd just eat candy under the bed <laughs> <laughs> so no one would know i don't oh think anybody knows gosh. this until just now <laughs> oh my god now the whole world knows your mom's gonna hear this and you're gonna be in trouble. So if there is ever ants in our room, that is why. <laughs> this is so bad. So, anyways, so it's kind of like the forbidden fruit mm-hmm. thing where it's like that's forbidden now. It's like the only thing you want, the only thing that will satisfy your like craving, your curiosity. Yeah. It's to like kind of you as a parent accidentally put something a food item on a pedestal uh, like making this like ooh yeah. this is more special than everything else that you eat so now that becomes the main focus and then mm. kids um as they grow up especially at a certain age they start to develop an independence and the only way and the only thing you can really control as a kid because mom and dad controls everything is whether or not you eat right yeah like they can't like shove something down your mouth and you have the choice to chew and swallow uh-huh. or spit out or not eat it. And mm. so sometimes kids learn that they have control over their food. Mm. And so when you develop these kinds, it's like a lot of it is psychological. So it's very difficult to go into because there's so many things because that's where um, like disordered eating comes from that's where just like bad relationships with food comes from does this also like kind of like the other week we talked about the covid 19 pounds yeah is this is that also kind of like similar to when you know kid becomes independent Mm -hmm. now they're like oh i get to eat all these things that my parents never let me eat yeah exactly it's the same candy for breakfast lunch and dinner under my bed <laughs> I hope not. Okay, on my bed this time. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. I hope not too. But the thing is, is like, so that's kind of why, like, when you're talking about the whole candy thing, my parents, we grew up with like a different side of 
relationship with food. Yeah. Um, food was used as a treat because we didn't have a lot of money or anything like that. Um, so my parents would buy us candy because they knew we liked it. Yeah. And so it was a form of finding something for us for like to fill a void, I guess. I don't really know what better terms to use. Mm -hmm. But recently I talked to my dad and it was a hilarious conversation because I'm talking to him in Vietnamese. And he was just like, I'm like, dad, I check up on them every day. I'm like, dad, how are you? And he's like, I'm fine. And my dad's like, I've been craving pizza. <laughs> I was like, and then we started talking about pizza, but we're speaking in Vietnamese. So it's hilarious because I'm describing like, oh my God, yeah, pizza is so good. I can literally eat that every day. And he's like, me too. <laughs> and it made me crack up because Vince and I have had this deal in the past where was I requesting for a pizza date at least once a week? Was that what it was? That Was that I, our deal back I then? I guess so. Do you remember this deal? <laughs> I don't know. Hot Italian. But we had this conversation. I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize how much my dad liked pizza. But then um, pizza literally was a treat for us growing up because we grew up in a Vietnamese household. All we ate was Vietnamese food. But uh, occasionally... We would drive down to Domino's and it was like the far Domino's, not even the close one because the further one made it better. <laughs> and then we would park there um, on, do you know where, oh, you know where that, um, that coffee shop Poppy in Stockton is? Poppy, Poppy, Poppy Coffee Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not by, a coffee um, roaster. Right by Tiger Yogurt. Yeah. There used to be a Domino's pizza there. Uh, and so... Um, we would go there, and I think it's where that specific coffee shop is, but it was on the corner, and we would order there, and it was like, I remember all the toppings. I'm not going to say it all because it's too much, but um, we would literally order it, and then all four of the kids would just run up and down that hallway mm -hmm. uh, and just play until our pizza was ready. And so maybe that's where the pizza, the love for pizza comes from. Mm -hmm. Is because I always think back to my childhood and all of the positive memories I built around it. It's kind of interesting how like some people, um, like depending on how you grew up, they'll crave certain things because they didn't get it as much as a child. Yeah. So for some people, it's like some type of fancy meal. Yeah. But for other people, it's just like Domino's or like yeah. Pizza Hut or I don't know. So I don't know if you've noticed, but I was craving some really interesting food items toward, more towards the beginning of the pandemic when we were told we can't go anywhere. Like corn dogs? <laughs> that maybe is not related to my parents. Was it tater tots? <laughs> that I just always crave. So uh, French fries. I'm wearing a French fry shirt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh shout out to the air fryer for oh making life so much easier making life amazing but um i was craving things like boiled pork belly mm -hmm. dipped in fish sauce mm -hmm. do you remember that yeah but like very very simple foods that we ate growing up in a vietnamese household yeah it's boiled pork belly thinly sliced and then some veggies I think the way that you say that, it doesn't give that dish justice. Okay. How could, I, can you describe it? Uh, I, I know I can't. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to. Okay. <laughs> so the pork belly is boiled 
and then you thinly slice it and then you prepare some fish sauce with garlic, sugar, Uh pepper, lime, and you dilute it a little bit and flavor it. And then you dip it, dip the pork belly into the sauce and you eat it with rice. Very simple dish, but it brought me so much joy because it made me feel like I was home. And there's like nothing... Nothing better than just feeling like I was home because that was all I wanted mm-hmm. was to be home. And that dish brought me home. But food that I was craving and I still am is like spam. I haven't been able to find spam. <laughs> but I don't think we've looked hard enough. This is true. We've been going to more like eight, like specifically Asian grocery stores. Yeah. Which they should have spam. They should. Yeah. I don't I know. I don't know. But um. Yeah, so certain food items I'm craving that I typically wouldn't eat in my day-to-day because it's just not a normal thing to eat every day for me. Like pork belly, we barely, nothing wrong with pork. It's just, it's something that we don't prepare often. And for me to buy it was really weird. And I was like, okay, I'm making it. Yeah. Yeah, and then like we even made like ban bao, like Mm -hmm. the the meat-filled baos. Yeah. And then that reminded me of my mom because when I was a kid, she would always ask, what do you want? And I'm always like, man bao. Like literally that was my favorite thing. Do we still have those? No, we ate it all. (laughs) But um, that was my favorite thing as a kid. And then I at here wanted to even cut out freaking line paper to use (laughs) as the liner under the man bao so that it would have the freaking same feeling as my mom's. <laughs> I don't but we know. didn't. We didn't. We used parchment paper, but it still reminded me of home. It doesn't taste exactly like my mom's, but it brought me back good memories and it made me feel like I was closer to them because my mom was making that too. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, she made it. That's why I was like, I want some. So you got inspired by your mom. Yeah. So sometimes some of the things that she would make, I would make so it would feel like I'm home. So that's what I mean by it's okay to turn to food for comfort, especially in these uncertain times of when's the next time I'm going to get to go home? I don't know. I, and I think that's where like the good relationship with food comes from is that you're able to like, like allow those moments to happen. Yeah. And not like feel bad about it. Yeah, exactly. I think what it is, is that we allow it to happen and cherish it because food isn't just like, good bad it's not good bad because there's like blurry lines there's yeah. like twenty thousand shades of gray not, not just 50 shades oh <laughs> but um, i've never seen that movie so me neither so i don't even know what that analogy means i don't either i just i just know that the title oh that's it okay but anyways okay. it's got a lot more to it than just this is going to nourish my body this is not this is going to give me fat this is less fat yeah it can't it's not that simple like i think like for me like food brings you happiness it when you're not feeling good it makes you feel good yeah like there's so many things to it but there's some people that like everything's bad yeah literally will be like oh my god will eat a meal and be like, this was so good. Oh my God, this is so good. And then enjoy it the entire time. As soon as they finish, they're like, oh my God, I ate too much. Oh my God, why did I eat so much? Oh, now I got to go work out. Oh my God, I can't. Okay, tomorrow I'm not going to eat at all. I'm like, 
No. When I eat all that, I'm like, oh, I feel good. So that whole feeling of I feel good is like, that's kind of the goal is to not overeat, not binge eat, not like restrict. Like there's a cycle, restrict, binge, restrict, binge, restrict, binge. And it's a yeah. rough cycle where it's like, if you just allow yourself to always have it when you want it, then it wouldn't be a forbidden food anymore. It'll be something that is normalized. Mm-hmm. So back to that mom that we were I was talking about earlier, I told the mom that you got to just bring it back to what life was like before your child was diagnosed mm-hmm. and just normalize things. I even told her, like, if you want to make it so that your child doesn't like sneak this food, mm-hmm. put it on their plate yeah. to include to be eaten with their meal so that it's like, oh, it's not that special anymore. Ugh, I don't care about it anymore then. Yeah. It's literally that simple. Mm. I mean, maybe not that simple, but it's pretty easy to just build a healthy relationship with food. Is there any food that you turn to for comfort, Vince? Um, hmm. This guy has literally bought so <laughs> much ice cream and popsicles. <laughs> I was like, boy, I know that uh, I'm a pretty like free person about like food. Like you do what you want, you get what you want, but that that's a little too much, Vince. <laughs> Just wait for the stimulus check to come in. That freezer's going to be full of popsicles. He literally bought like three different types of popsicles, uh, Cherry Garcia ice cream pint, and then... Oh, I bought the Cherry Garcia pint? No, I said, I only wanted one thing, and it was Cherry Garcia. And he was like, okay. I'm like, no, put it back. And you're like, no, we're good. Because I saw paletas. And then, so we buy this. And then he went another day... He bought 12 more paletas, which are Mexican popsicles. Yeah. I was like, seriously, Vince, this is a bit much. Were I was you, thinking about our future. Our future? Yeah. Really? Were you panicked by <laughs> Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but think about those days that you're not feeling so great. Mm. Doesn't it? Doesn't the paleta make it feel better? But you want to know what though? What I appreciate the palettas because <laughs> they're mini and they're so cute. They're yeah. like the perfect little portion. And it's it's been pretty hot, so that's like medicine. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Have you ever had had like heat exhaustion? Eat a paleta. Heat exhaustion. <laughs> Just like. Whoosh. Yeah. The heat exhaustion melts away with the ice cream. With the ice cream. Yes. Okay. Okay. Anything else that you? Uh, Find comfort in eating? Uh, your food. Oh, that's very nice. Because it makes you feel like I'm at home. You are at home. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So I know like a lot of people out there think like so rigid about food, but you got to realize that food is also there to feed your mind, body, and soul. Like it's not just nutrition. Yeah. It feeds your mentality. It feeds into your mental health as well. 